Hi there, it's me, Richard Herring. You're about to listen to my Leicester Square Theatre podcast. My guest this week is Greg Davies from off the in-betweeners, Man Down. He's in loads of stuff. How exciting is that? I can't wait. Uh, If you want to help us do more of these and more amazing things on the internet, we could really do with a little financial input from you. It doesn't have to be much money. You can pay a pound. I paid a pound! Uh, at www.gofasterstripe.com slash R-L-H-S-T-P-5, the number five, uh, and you can get a badge for paying a pound. You can pay a pound a month or more than a pound or more than a pound a month. That money will all go back into making original comedy content, including hopefully a video version of As It Occurs To Me, all new stuff. So uh, we're trying, going to try and do that monthly. If enough people get on board, we can do that. Do go and give us some money if you can. You can buy the series pass of that. You can buy the series pass of Meaning of Life at gofasterstripe.com. And you can also go to richharing.com where you'll find details of my upcoming gigs, what I'm touring, what I'm doing in Edinburgh. Uh, Supporting any of that would be great too. You can buy my DVDs from Go Faster Stripe. You can buy a T-shirt from richardherring.com. No, richardherring.com cart. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, Whatever. But enjoy the rest of the show. And I promise this is the last time... I will ever say this, as long as you give a pound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who'd like to say very sorry to Colin Baker. It's Richard Herring! as last week's audience. <laughs> I've got a spin on it. I spun it. I spun it 180 degrees. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's lovely to be here. Um, I uh, don't know, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, so I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to, uh, there's a man, look, I'm wearing a night, I don't really need to do this because there are other cameras filming me. Uh, I'm wearing a t-shirt. What have you got? I can't believe someone has bought this t-shirt. What would it take to, for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> Do you, how does that go in, in pub, when you wear that in public? You tend not to wear it in public. You have a job, you have wear a jumper on top of it. Because it's quite a, you can get these at cotton cut, richardherring.comcart.com if you want. Oh, well, you know that, you've bought it already. I don't know why I'm telling you, that's insane. Uh, this one has sort of ejaculate, ejaculant. No, I mean, on the design, I think there is a little bit of your own. That is the pro- that's the problem with my fans, they are. Uh, but uh, that tackline, tackline, that's you, isn't it? At, if anyone was to tweet you, at tackline. Uh, you are, you're an unfamiliar face. What's your name? Do you sit next to a, he's a nuclear physicist, that's David Fruit. Janine. Janine. What, what, you're all, you've got like tattoos. What's, all that, what's, the, what's that? Oh, that's terrifying. It's like a, a, a it's a mouse with antlers. That's not cute. That's t- Let me get, just go in there, do my job. Look, I'm doing pretty well, Chris. I could be a cameraman if this doesn't work out. Why has the mouse got antlers? Because that's her species. Because that's her species. You, you never thought you'd sit some, some, next to someone odder than you, did you, David? That, you never thought that would happen. What do you do for a living? Do you? you work at the BBC? Have you come sort of talent spotting, trying to... <laughs> or when you, you work in the canteen at the BBC? You work in a show called Casualty? Yeah, I... You used to be a doctor. Oh, you want me to be a doctor in Casualty? I'd be good at that, yeah. I'd just ask people, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And go, that is why your back hurts, so don't, don't do it again. What, what, what is your role on Casualty? Script editor, so I could write, I could write a script for it. Yeah. That would be good. 
Oh, that's good. I'm gonna let's do it. That is a contract that I have on film. <laughs> I need I honestly need the work. And are you with uh, are you with the old uh, hamster reindeer head? Yeah, what do you make of the tattoo? I think it's cute. You think it's cute or good? Cute. Cute? I reckon you're in there. Is that your is it your husband slash boyfriend? No. He, look at his face, he wants to be. <laughs> but look at her face, not a chance. Look at that face. Look at her cool tattoos, look at you and your little gap top. Uh, so, what do you, what do, you do? <laughs> you purify antigen. So, is that a lot of impure antigens around? What was your name? So I didn't get your name. Alex. Alex. What are antigens? I don't, I don't think you can pluralise it, can you? No. Really. no. What, are, what is antigen? It, it generates antibodies in the body. Oh. <laughs> so you should. Is he, is he working on casualty with you? Are you going to be writing a casualty script, or are you an advisor? Yeah. You're editing it. Going to get rid of her, and you're going to edit it. <laughs> I'll do the funnies. I'm. I'm the. <laughs> can't even think of his name now. The guy who said that. Uh, so uh, and hello. You didn't think you'd get into this, did you? This is another a new person in the front row. Hello. Oh, oh God, that's a surprisingly high voice. And uh, what's your name? Rebecca. Rebecca, don't be, don't, I'm not going to be nice. I was nasty to him, but look, I mean, he looks like a dick and you're a very attractive, <laughs> I couldn't, you're a very attractive, refined woman. How could I, you know, you look like a sort of female Where's Wally, you know, in a different, uh, she's wearing a stripy top. It was pathetic. It can't all be gold dust. We'll cut that one out. Um, what, do you do, what do you do for a living? I'm a nanny. You're a nanny? That's nice, isn't it? See, that's a proper job. Like purifying antigens. What's, what good does that do anyone? She looks after her little kids and stuff. Are you, uh, you her boyfriend? Are you going to punch me in the face after the show? Because, have you, oh, at least smiled then, but before then, there was a real sense of, da of danger. You've done very well for seeing that there is a chance. Look, that, look at that again, and then look at that. But now, look at this. Oh, and then look at that. I mean, that is... That's unbelievable. No, I'm not. that's a massive compliment to you, mate. You're like something off the hunchback of Notre Dame, and you Well, it is charming. Yeah, I'm a comedian. What do you say? You're very, oh, you are very charming. What do you, what do, you do for a living? I'm a millionaire. What? <laughs> you work for a bank. Yeah, so essentially. You've seen, haven't you? Thought there's a, he's got a lot of money. It's not his, but he has access to it. That'd be very good. Well, you're all very welcome. I'm sorry for being so rude, because if, you know, if my antigen ever gets impure, you're going to have the last laugh here, <laughs> Alex. Uh, so look, we've got a fantastic uh, guest for this podcast, uh, and, and all the others as well, that made it sound like some of the other podcasts don't have fantastic guests, they all, they're all gold dust. Will you please welcome him, he is probably best known as Hercules in Nelly Nut Life. <laughs> that is why you all come to see this. Will you please welcome Greg Davies, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Welcome. Sit down. Pick up a mic. You'll have to. <laughs> Same shot. You'll have to pick up uh, the mic. That's nice. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I'm a little bit uh, self-conscious because um, I did have a fetching jumper on when I arrived, but I've uh, been told by Alexi it's been incredibly hot up here, yeah. so I've taken it off. It isn't that hot. This t-shirt, which is, um, to say the least, not flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Link's good. Got stripes on it. I'm not as good. No, I've got a Shrek, yeah. Shrek based one, but a Shrek. That's nice. It's You've very got nice. Cling on to your youth. <laughs> so, uh, talking of that, what, what do you remember of uh, oh, playing, uh, playing Hercules in Nelly Nut Life? I didn't know I did. I did. I wrote on Nelly. You did. Was, you wrote the whole, the whole, the whole series. It was, was my gonna... first uh, showbiz job, writing on a uh, kids' cartoon. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved it. And you were Hercules on it. It was sort of at the tail end of the times where, uh, at, at, at the BBC, where like everybody was getting paid loads of money for just fucking about, really, and then it was sort of. Just after Nelly Nut finished, everyone went, oh God, we don't have to pay 50% of these people, we can get rid of all of them. So, yeah, so I was... What, what, was, what was the premise of Nelly Nut Life? It was a small northern girl and her Welsh teddy bear. Right. Um, it was a, a live animation, so the, the two actors who played the characters would speak live uh, into the mics and it would go out live and the, they would have rudimentary sort of animated responses. I mean, I mean easily, comfortably, one of the worst stories I've ever told. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, these, these choosing the obscure yeah, thing I mean, can you lead to gold questions. dust. You Sometimes it leads to gold dust, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Well, I, I think I mischose because I think you're probably best known for playing WG, G, WG Grace in yeah. uh, the ads for Channel 4's short-lived coverage of The Ashes. That was my first appearance <laughs> on television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, did that, how, how was that for you? Do you have any funny stories from doing those? Um, I suppose the only... <laughs> I suppose the, the, fun, the two funny things that spring to mind is they made me dress as WG Grace throughout the campaign and, and some twat at Channel 4 had this idea that they would send me to the Matt Ashes matches and, and to other high-profile public events, right? Now, that's great, and once the Ashes started going and the adverts were running, you know, I'd go to the Ashes and people would go, hey, it's WG, it was great. But before the Ashes started and before the adverts went out, they were still sending me to things. So they sent me to the Wimbledon semi-final where, where, where Tim Henman got knocked out and I had to shout these pre-written catchphrases and all of the people on centre court um, hadn't seen the adverts, they hadn't been out. So it was just a man dressed as a Victorian cricketer going, yes, come on England! And they were going, oh, look at that. Look at that poor, unfortunate <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> How tragic that he would go to the trouble of dressing up as W. And the other thing that made yeah. me laugh was that um, I, I was at one of the matches and all my friends were furious because I couldn't give a toss about cricket. So they were all furious I was going to go to all these big games. And um, the whole team walked past me one day and all of them, Michael Vaughan and all of them, everyone sort of doffed their cap just before they went on and went WG and they were all <laughs> little smiles. And then Freddie Flintoff was last and I sort of went, hello, it's a character and he did this. <laughs> It's awful. It's awful, Richard. Imagine being attacked. Imagine if it attacked you. It would have been Imagine like... Imagine if he had attacked me. It would yeah. have been awesome. Yeah, I think in the inevitable newspaper story, he might have come out worse. <laughs> those pictures. <laughs> Hitting WGH in the face. It was very... I've got you... another story about that. Go on, yeah, go on. It's good. It sounds like a, we can get the whole My, thing. Um, my sister uh, got, uh, got married around that time. They made you go to her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah. England! Come on! <laughs> It's consummate. <laughs> no, but um, Channel Four had made all these um, T-shirts with my face on it in the sort of kitchener, your country needs you thing, but me pushing a cricket bat. 
And um, my dad's cousin, who's sort of an uncle to me, a uh, very funny man called Gordon, he, um, he was obsessed with the fact that I'd been on television. He couldn't cope with the fact that I'd been on television. Um, but before the wedding, my mum said, this is your sister's special day, okay? So, you know, we all, you know, we're all very proud that you're doing an advertising campaign on television, and, and it's great, and, it, and that, you're, that you're a low-level comedian, but um, this is your sister's special day, and I want you to just keep it on the... Keep it low. It's all about her. And I went, of course, it's all about her. It's fine. So I did. I sort of hid in the background all day. And even when my sister's husband mentioned me in the speech, I, I didn't say anything back. I just went like that, you know, just to stay in the background. And I got away with it all day, and it had all been a perfect wedding. And then I slipped my dad's cousin one of these T-shirts and went, I'm giving you a present, but you're not to open it until after the wedding. And he goes, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my sister was in a beautiful dress waving goodbye to everyone and the last car that drove past was his and he was standing out of the sunroof with my fat, with my friends going, come on England! And my, and my sister turned around and looked at me and we just went... Are they, are they still together, the, your sister? Yeah, very happily together. Good, thank God. It would have been awful if that had destroyed... Wouldn't it? But also just been bad if they'd broken up and you just went, yeah, that's not really... Yeah, very if nice I'd told that to story so gleefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, you are tall. Yes. <laughs> yes, aren't I? You are the tallest and I get criticised a lot for that. Oh, Greg Davis, what's going on about being tall? I'm, I never go on about it. You're People tall. always ask me about you're it, tall. don't You're they? the tallest person we've ever had on this before, I, I think. I think I'm the same height as Stephen Merchant. One inch. Time. You're one inch higher than in my chair. Am I? And He's 2.01 metres. stone heavier. <laughs> you're probably a little heavier than him. You're a bit wider than he is. He's like a, a little... Read. He's very thin. I bet. I bet not be. I mean, he's a very nice man. He's I'm not going to say anything else. Read. He's, he's very. He's very, very highly of He's a very talented. <laughs> very talented comedian and scriptwriter. Uh, <laughs> but I read. <laughs> there was breaking news today when we recorded this that you were you were accusing people of heightism because you get a lot of in GQ. Do you remember doing this interview for oh, GQ? Oh, no, I don't. No. Where you were <laughs> talking about people saying things like, what's the weather like up there to you all the time? Yeah, it was my first stand-up routine, that was. Right. Yeah, sounds like I'm still doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I do get a lot of that. I did, that was my first ever stand-up routine, was that, uh, and about an old lady who came up to me and said, uh, do you want a job at my house um, changing light bulbs? I said, no, I have career plans of my own. It's a very funny routine. I think GQ just copied that off your DVD yeah. and didn't tell you about it. Oh, okay. Do you think there is heightism in the world? Do you, do you, get, do you suffer any prejudice? I, don't, because I, don't, I think heightism is probably too strong. I think uh, height tedium. There's uh, <laughs> never a day in my life where someone doesn't feel the need to tell me how yeah. tall I am. Which I you are really tall, though. I, don't know if and they often, <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> What I find intriguing is in pubs, they often feel the need to just, just pop the word cunt afterwards. <laughs> but as if it's a term of affection. Well, you're a tall cunt, aren't you? Well, look, here I am, yes. Well, I've already, I've already discussed, I had, an, I had an idea, but it's like going to be a little special extra podcast that you kind of get if you've paid some money about an idea I have about how we could do a film together. There you go, oh, yeah. you're not going to hear about it here. Uh, so, you, really got, you idea, grew though. up in, well, hey, also you've got size uh, 13 feet. 14. 14. 
Not that impressed, Robert Llewellyn used to be a cobbler, he used to make shoes, he made a size 19 shoe. Yeah? So, yeah. Wow. Small feet, that's what I say to you. Good. Tiny um, feet. And I find it refreshing for you to call me small feet. That poor man, that, he yeah. must have looked like a fucking human right hand. <laughs> I think he was only like one foot tall as well, so he was just oh, so it was not. massive. It was like a mainly, set square. Like it, was, a, it was mainly foot. But you were, is this a real place? You grew up in a town called Wem. Yeah. That just sounds like a sort of stupid Monty Python made up. Oh, it does. Wem. It? It must, it's not. No, it's do you have to, of... Every time you say it, people have to say, what? Do you have to go W-E-M? No, no. Most Wem. people just go, okay. Sounds like a town name. <laughs> It's a small town in Shropshire. Where do you live? Wem? No, where? No, Wem. It's, there's a kind of Abbott and Costello routine in there. I've never had experience that, Richard. No, but okay. I'm happy to yeah. tonight. <laughs> it's um, the home of the sweet pea. <laughs> well, if I find any sweet peas, I'll send them back there. I mean that the sweet pea was created. Oh, okay. What is it? <laughs> By God? Is it the Garden of Eden? No, no, it's just, you know, some gardeners did that thing where they, you know, Spliced fuck about with species and it was born I'm in not, Wem. So if you see a sweet pea from now on, you swim Wem. What is a sweet pea? Is it a pea or is it a flower? It's like a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Does it grow peas on it? I don't know. Are they sweet? I, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> You, you brought up, you're all proud. I come from I Cheddar. I was all proud. You're all proud of the sweet pea. I come from Cheddar, home of Cheddar cheese, the most famous cheese in the world. Fuck you with your sweet pea. <laughs> Although they didn't make it in Cheddar, unlike the sweet pea. It's good, we're, we're learning about stuff. When best bitter as well. Wem's best, what, the what? Wem's best bitter, there was a, Wem? Uh, until about, Wem? Uh, Wem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until about 85, there was a brewery in, there was a brewery in yeah. Wem, Best Bitter was world famous. And every single one of my school trips was to the Wem Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Guess where we're going this year? Just in the same town. I stole a whole um, barrel of beer from there when I was about 17. Me and some friends broke into the brewery and stole a whole barrel of beer. And, um, and I put it on my back because I was the tallest. And we ran across and the brewery, the brewery security guard said, don't dogs on us. But we managed to escape. And um, I went home last weekend and it's still in my mum's rockery. <laughs> Full of beer, presumably, because we, we got home and realised we didn't have any equipment to get it out. <laughs> it's great in Wem, you know. It's a really great old... You should all come. It's really nice. Cheddar has its own brewery as well. Guess what their, guess what their, their, their bitter's called. Uh, See if you can guess. Um, Nope, I can't think of anything funny to say to that. Gorge Best. Ah, oh, of course it is. Gorge, like oh, George, like George, George Best. Best. <laughs> get your stuff, all of you, get your stuff. <laughs> took them a long time to get that. That is very, that is very tragically sad. So, I'm going to go to an emergency question, because, you know, we've already, there's some, there's an antipathy between us over the, over the Gloucestershire, sorry, Shropshire, um, that's how little respect for you I have. <laughs> Shropshire's not a real place. That's I can't. Wem oh and Shropshire. God. Shropshire. It's not a proper. That's not a real count. That's like in the Hobbit. Shropshire. Uh, yeah. Wem. I come from Wem in Shropshire. The line you're ploughing here. <laughs> I, I understand you're going down this, but it, 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 
it only works if I give a shit about Shropshire, <laughs> which I do, I do, I love it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful county, Stiper Stones, oh. So picturesque. The what? The Stiper Stones. Cypress Stones. Stiper Stones. It's an area of natural beauty in Shropshire, it's lovely. Okay. And Church Stretton, there's a fault in Church Stretton, uh, a plate fault in the earth, uh, so Beautiful countryside there. Could it fall into the sea at any moment? No, no, it's like right in the middle of England, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Although my mum has such an obsession with extreme weather that she thinks it's going to. Does anyone else's mother do? My mother only talks about extreme weather to me now. <laughs> Go on. Uh, if you had to choose between having a tit that dispensed talcum powder, an infinite amount though. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be infinite, it would run out. Well, it would, it would never end, it would never run out, but I'm not saying that there's an infinite amount of talcum powder in there, that would be insane. You would need some kind of vortex inside there. Yeah. Uh, but it would never but, run out. But for my needs. Yeah. <laughs> From your perspective, it yeah. would never run out. Or a finger that could travel through time. Which of those two? <laughs> what? Why, why are you looking at me like that's a bad question? Only my finger gets to travel through time. Yeah, your finger, but you can, you can decide where it's going, and you know, you'll be able to just look through the hole and see what it's doing, and you can, choose, you know, you can poke someone or... Um, I mean, there is a oh. limited amount of stuff you could do with it. Oh, so I can see what my... So I yeah. can be going like this to Guy Hawks. <laughs> yeah. well, I've got obviously a finger, then... I don't, well, I don't, what, I don't, I don't use talc anyway, so I don't want to... Talc dispensing What would you do? What would you like this to Guy Fawkes? Like, I suppose... I, I could do this like to Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes would go, what's that disembodied finger? <laughs> I'm gesturing towards I me. saw this awful thing. I saw this awful thing on the internet when I was supposed to be writing recently. It showed Guy Fawkes signature when yeah. he was caught yeah. and then his signature, have you seen this? Yeah. Signature after he was tortured just before he was killed yeah. and the signature's all, yeah. uh, you know, because he's in such awful pain. So, after his torture, <laughs> I would be able to reach through and go, oh. Ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sorry about them cutting your penis off. <laughs> they did do that. They did, yeah. but he also ju he jumped off the scaffold and committed suicide. <laughs> And thus avoided. I think it's a fine line between well, you think committing that. suicide and being hung. You think that? I mean, you think that? It wasn't. It's generally, suicide's generally a choice thing, isn't it? <laughs> he, is, he killed himself. But what do you know what I'm going to do? Fuck you! I'm going to kill myself. What? Well, we're going to hang you, folks. Hey, it's annoying. We've chopped your penis off. Don't make out. Don't try and get control back now. They set all the stuff up. It's annoying. But also, God, oh, we wasted our time putting that rope and scaffold here. Also, he avoided being hung, drawn and quartered. Uh, did so he, he go? Yeah. He was going to be drawn I and quartered. I think he was drawn and quartered. Someone's saying he was at the back. I'm pretty sure he avoided that. Someone at the back is furious about this. <laughs> Guy Fawkes has travelled through... Hey? You failed to kill yourself when you jump because it doesn't break the vertebrae in your neck. Well, okay, well. Yeah, but he jumped without. He jumped off the scaffold and killed himself before he wasn't. He wasn't with the rope on. He, he jumped, jumped high off. enough to break his own neck, allegedly. No, you break your neck when you just. No, you don't, mate. Hey. Hey. Hey, no one can hear you at home. B, you're just saying no. If he jumped off, he wouldn't die. That's not what happened. He jumped off without the rope on and killed himself. No, he, no, he didn't. He did. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, I'm contradicting both of you. What he did was he jumped so high. <laughs> no, he did. He took a really big high jump, and as a result, the rope snapped his. Okay, he died. Okay. 
It was one of those. <laughs> the other good thing about... If, I, if I'd had my finger, of course, <laughs> uh, when he was in mid-air, I would have put it through and caught his foot, and I would have gone, are you sure about this? You've got, you've got a lot to live for. <laughs> you, need, you don't need a penis. Also, when Guy Fawkes was caught, they said what he was caught like, by all the gunpowder and stuff, and they said, what's your name? And he said, it's John Johnson. Which I think you're... <laughs> And that's why they cut his penis off to yeah. teach him a lesson. That's the worst. Don Johnson. If he just said Ian Gunpowder. Ian Gunpowder. Ian Gunpowder. Ian Ian. It was always Ian. Uh, but like, Ian. You know, it's like... It's like he hoped if he went, my name's John Johnson, go, oh, off you go. Oh, fine. Well, we're <laughs> looking for Guy Fawkes. We want to cut his penis off and get him to kill himself. Good. So we could go back and whisper to Guy Fawkes. Is that who you, what you'd do? I'd probably just give him a little tickle under the chin. I think people with those beards like that, don't they? So I'd give him that and I'd go, oh. I've seen, have you seen, I love Guy Fawkes. Have you seen his lantern? Uh, no, you can go and see it. Can't it, was you? A, it was the British Museum. Yeah. Supposedly, his lantern. It's amazing, his lamp. That he, that he's discovered, supposedly. It's not a joke, it's just an interesting bit of history. I haven't seen it. You've got to go and see it. It was one of the most. That, and, and it was the same, it was a Shakespeare's Restless World or something exhibition. And there was the eye of someone who'd had their eye taken out, and that was in a little. It had been set in some kind of. I can't remember what it was, it was awful. Oh. Uh, anyway, that's enough history. Uh, we'll go... We'll get back to time-travelling parts of the body later on in the show. I saw the motorbike that Lawrence of Arabia died on. Oh, did, yeah, did you? It's cool. <laughs> um, there's, have you ever seen dirtybrickcomconfessions.com? I have. Someone printed a load of them off for me. <laughs> yeah. You've got loads. They think I. They thought I would find it funny, but I found it incredibly sexually gratifying. Right, well, but yours are. Yours are. Oh God. Really properly sexy. Most uh, of tell them. Tell me about it. Most of them are ridiculous. Yeah. But yours. I've when got they showed to me, I was going, "Oh God, how ridiculous!" And I was home. I was slamming my cock into the fridge. <laughs> Yeah, I've got so I've printed them up as well. You might have heard this one's from three days ago. You might not have seen this one. This one is. Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't checked it lately. I want. <laughs> <laughs> this one is less. You look quite like Morrissey in that picture. There. Yes, I do. I do yeah. generally. Um, <laughs> I want Greg Davies to pour milk all over me, then lap it off slowly like a massive cat. <laughs> Would you be into that? <laughs> I, I'm just relieved that they said massive cat. If they wanted me to lick it off like a tiny little kitten, it would have been quite hard. Um, I don't know. I, I would be into that, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm fine about licking milk off people. The problem, I mean, I'm trying to bring people together here, but they don't, it's all anonymous, so it's very, it's very difficult to find the person. But Can I just tell you, I, yeah. I, I, just the word milk has reminded me of something. Yeah. Um, I used to, me and my mates used to run this sort of, band night in um, Bramford, a rubbish little bar in Bramford, and um, all these local bands would come down and play it. We, we, we did it sort of once a fortnight, and all these bands would come down to play it. There was this one local funk band, I can't remember their name, and they had um, a much older 
lead guitarist than the rest of the band. The rest of the band were all 20-something, and he was sort of 45 or something. And um, we were sitting in the dressing room afterwards, and the 45-year-old had gone home, and it was just the, the young band members left. My mate went, um, what's with the, um, with the old guy? And they went, oh, he's a legend. He started the band. He's a, he's a legend. And uh, my mate went, okay, well, what makes him a legend? He goes, well, I mean, he's just a legend, just generally. And my mate went, well, can you give me an example of his legendary behaviour? <laughs> and this small kid who was like the, the drummer who hadn't spoken sort of felt the need to step in. He goes, yeah, right, right, once, right, once. It was with this bird, right? He got this bird back to his place. And... Um, um, he, he was shagging her and he started to shag her and stuff and then he, he, he said wait there love and he went into his, he went to his kitchen he got a pan <laughs> he got a pan out and, um, he, and he, he warmed up some milk and then he went back and he got a funnel and he, and he funneled all the milk up her ass. <laughs> My mate went, why did he do that? And this kid went, well, he's a, he's a legend. It's nice that he warmed it up. That is considerable. I mean, it's one of the most insane things I've ever heard. It's, it's not, it sounds like a perfect murder. It's like in Colombo or something. They would you put boiling hot milk in, so it's like Edward the Second yeah. or the first, whatever it was. Put boiling hot milk someone, in the anus. If someone said, to, it'd be one of those things. If you if you were having sex with someone and then that person went out, came in with a pan of hot milk <laughs> and a funnel, <laughs> you, I think you'd be so amazed. You'd just go, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, funnel that into my anus would be what I would think would be the most sensible thing for you to do. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Yeah. That's what I see. It's kind of just the leaving halfway through as well. It's sort of, well, just, just a minute. This is nearly a litre here. I'm going to be approximately four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your elbow in this. Is that all right? Right. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's acceptable because yeah. I'm going to funnel it into your anus. Oh, fuck. I could have used this to stand up. Fuck. <laughs> what a waste. It's all right. No, no one sees this. Um, oh, good. All right, there's a few more. This is, having it confirmed, this is a quite recent one, having it confirmed that Greg Davis is indeed big. <laughs> left, left me unable to think of much else. I think that someone has Who's confirmed, confirmed this? that you've had a... Me, presumably. He <laughs> <laughs> big, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's massive. Oh, God, yeah, it's a mess. That's <laughs> it. Um, all right, I will get to... Uh, I want to do things to Greg Davis. First on the list, blow a raspberry on that belly of his. Five? <laughs> it's not the, the idea that the, 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 the list might not have anything sexual on it. Yeah. I've got a list yeah. of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, just dig a garden over. Can I, can I blow a raspberry on your belly yeah, to yeah. see what that would be like? Get fucked. <laughs> What's 
isn't that nice for either of us, I don't think. Yeah, I bet, I bet you reg regret writing in now, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, then, and then it starts to get genuinely sexy. A couple of these almost aroused me. <laughs> Greg Davies, a school desk and his tie, oomph. Wow. I burnt all my ties when I gave up teaching them. Did you? Yeah, but genuinely. <laughs> Just you could steal some from the ones yeah, you wear on get, TV. I could get hold of a tie if that. I'm sorry. Man wants me to. Yeah, you don't know if these are women or men uh, doing this. This one is kind of mind-blowing and awful. <laughs> Just slightly sexy. Uh, Greg Davies is the same age as my dad. This doesn't start well. But wait, and I have vivid dreams of going over to dad's for dinner and Uncle Craig. Oh, this is awful because I am an uncle. I am an uncle. It's not, it's not Uncle Greg. It's Uncle Greg. So the whole thing, it's not like you're pretending to be, it's not like you're just a friend of the family. I'm pretending which to be an uncle. Well, if, oh, if I you, am an uncle. You know, if you were, if you were, it would be Uncle Greg if you were like just your dad's, her dad's friend. Friend, yeah. But Uncle Greg means I am. I am a blood relative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, it's quite long on this. When the rest of the family are enjoying their meal in the dining room. Are you making this one up? <laughs> <laughs> While the rest of the family are enjoying their meal in the dining room, just picture that. I'm enjoying Uncle Greg <laughs> fucking me against the kitchen counter. It's silent, hurried, rough, and so hot I get wet just thinking about it. Right. Well, A, it wouldn't be silent. <laughs> I scream, I scream. <laughs> so that shattered that illusion uh, for her, <laughs> uh, that, Nothing could beat that. Uh, Greg Davies' face, my tits and pussy and arse. Fuck it, I just want that man everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, count me, count me out of at least one of those. <laughs> It is your face as well that they want. <laughs> I know. Is there, if there's milk up there, I'll give it a oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was all. There's going to be a latte at the end of this. That's right. <laughs> it would be quite a good. It would be quite a good trick to play on someone that you could do that to someone and then send them to someone else and then suddenly it would explode milk. <laughs> as you are rimming them, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was the most disgusting thing. You weren't worried about the incestuous Uncle Greg, 25 years older than the girl fucking her on the kitchen counter with the family you enjoying their meal. Definitely that, wrote that one. That definitely. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so, and impractical. Oh, a six foot eight man howling away while your family are enjoying their meal. Oh, dear. <laughs> So you were you were a secondary school teacher. People don't know this about you. Oh no! Uh, no, no one's ever heard that. For 15 years, and you were one. People wanted to. Um, you liked you so much. She wanted you to be the prestigious teacher of the year. Yeah, it was a girl actually. Oh, was it? Her name was Gemma. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Did you win that? Um, no, because the head teacher um, brought me in um, to the 
room to say that I've been nominated for a teacher of the year is a really big deal in the teaching fraternity and um, of course he brought me the best teacher of the year yeah but it is taken seriously is what I mean yeah it's like best teacher of the year of all the teachers (laughs) indeed (laughs) (laughs) but uh, that teacher brought me into his office and was just pissing himself laughing (laughs) which was incredibly insulting just going oh you've been nominated for teacher of the year which, and that's what he was laughing at. <laughs> then he showed me the second thing he was laughing at, which was that it's a, a six-page document that she was supposed to have filled in, proving exactly why I have all the, you know, the multiple skills that you need to be teacher of the year. But she'd only written one thing. <laughs> I've seen her. She's been to a few of my gigs. She's lovely. Gemma Hicks, her name is. She's 30 now. And uh, <laughs> uh, she'd written... Uh, reasons why you think you should be teacher of the year she'd written he's a well good laugh and he don't make us do no work <laughs> amazing <laughs> the head was going it's incredible it's one of the funniest one of the funniest things I've ever seen um, but, um, you've, it's going very well for you in your career isn't it Thanks, Richard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tinged with anger, it's annoying. I'm, annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I like it when it doesn't go so great for people. I can pick up, I can just pick a little stitch and there's not oh, really... Oh, well, there's a myriad of insecurities. You'll find them. <laughs> there's nothing there. You started off as We Are Clang, which was a, a brilliant... Well, not started off, but you were doing stand-up as well. But We Are Clang was an amazing, especially live act, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Like, unbelievably mind-blowing, disgusting, with Marek Larwood and Steve Hall. Yeah. Um, and uh, how would you describe me, Clang? Because I'm struggling. Well, I don't even know myself how to describe <laughs> it, really. It was just three idiots. Uh, uh, and there were little uh, limitations to our behaviour on stage. Mm. But I suppose it was the style of it was, was born of the fact that the first time we ever got together, we barely did any writing or rehearsals, so we stumbled onto stage and just... You know, any any uh, any notion of professionalism or or, or, or distinction between the characters, <laughs> and, and I suppose we then realised that um, there was a lot of fun to be had by blurring the lines between characters and sketches, and yeah, and it just being a bit more freewheeling. So it was. I was very pr- very very proud of us as a, uh, as a live act. I thought uh, we were. You know, it's not very often that I would say to you, oh, I think that was good, but I thought we were a really great live act. It was, it was great. I and mean, I mean, I can remember someone's testicles is my main memory of it. The face on someone's anus or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve Hall, like the talking arse. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> he pushed through the curtain. Yeah. yeah. And, and he deliberately pushed his testicles <laughs> through. Yeah. That's, that's... That wasn't part of the agreed plan. <laughs> yeah. That was the kind of thing. But then when it went to TV, it didn't really translate as well that's what history is suggesting at this stage but who knows you know these things change I don't know you know it's really hard when you've all you've ever done is a live act that's all we'd ever done none of us had done any television at all and uh, so we got the live act right and we you know we thought we were firing on all cylinders and then we had a you know, people kept saying, oh, how do you want to do this? How do you want to turn it into a telly show? And I was like, well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but we, we were trying to maintain that, that spirit of the live act by having a live audience in the, in the room yeah. and, and interacting with the audience. We sort of tried to make that work, and I don't think we quite pulled it off as the truth, but Mrs Brown's boys is doing it now. <laughs> that could have been you. Yeah. If only you'd dressed up as an old woman. Yeah, <laughs> like a gigantic I did, old I did dress up as several old women, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> you did. But I, I, I think, 
I still, I don't think, you know, a lot of people criticise the series when it came out. I don't think it's as bad as some people suggest. Oh, no. In fact, I think there are things in it I, I think work really well. But I would, I would admit it's flawed. I think it's just interesting. It's very difficult, I think, when you take, you know, you take something that works live and try and... I think a lot of the sketch groups that have tried to go onto TV, it hasn't uh, yeah. necessarily... It's never been as good as it is live, but maybe that's the nature of, um, yeah. of sketches. Who knows? It's diff- it, was, it was difficult. It was a yeah. difficult thing to do, but there you go. Live and learn, don't you? Yeah. This isn't as good I'm as... This, is a, this is a serious bit. This isn't really on a par with Stephen Fry admitting he tried to kill himself. I have to say it's... Oh, no. so well, I thought, I, up I, I thought I'd covered the emotional bit with, <laughs> with, the, with the milk up the arse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that. But... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not miserable about it. Honestly, I'm really proud of We Are Back. Yeah. I look back on it with enormous affection. You know, all, I think all of us do. Will you do any more, though? Will you, will you, are you going to go back together? I don't... I, you know... Cliche, cli- loads of cliches I trot out now about never saying never. But yeah. None of us have got plans to do it again, and, and I do think there's a dignity issue now that I'm <laughs> nearly fifty. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, we haven't got, we haven't discussed doing it again. That's no. for sure. Um, but uh, the other, the the other, the recently you've been doing. I mean, the the um, man down, of course, where you finally kind of used this resemblance, this suspicious resemblance to Rick Mail. Yeah. That I would say. He probably is your real dad. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But, yes. but do you know what? I wasn't. I didn't look like him as a younger person. <laughs> it happened sort of in my probably late twenties, early thirties. The first time people started saying you look like him. Right. I was a huge fan of his, and I think I've just fucking morphed into it. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so how is that? Because well, I would. I once stood behind. I mean, I was such a big fan of yeah. all of the young ones. We just had one of them on here, and I. Would, Stayed quite cool, yeah. uh, but, uh, but especially Rick Mayall, Kevin Turvey, and it was, this yeah, was, I was this a was huge just, fan of Kevin Turvey yeah. before the young ones. Yeah, and, and then so, the young ones just did blew all our minds before yeah. that age. And so I, I once stood behind Rick Mayall at, at a petrol station, and I couldn't say anything. I couldn't even speak to him. I was oh, kind really? of I want to say, say, say hello. Well, when would I'm he be a, nice? Do you think if I said hello to him at a petrol station, if I get I, another? I think he might have been all right, but I, I can I can tell you what happens because it, I, when I was at um, university, I was doing some awful drama uh, degree, and um, I got uh, we got paid a pound to go and be in some dreadful show. It was a hair show actually, so I had all hair extensions in. We had to go and do a, a, a comedy sketch at it. It was fucking dog shit. And, um, <laughs> On the way back, I was with my friend Jed, and we stopped in uh, to buy a sandwich at a Marks and Spencer's or somewhere. And uh, obviously, I was 19 at the time, so a sensational bell end. And um, <laughs> when we were choosing our sandwiches, and I was doing a Rick Mail impression, going, Ooh, what should I have? And my friend suddenly started going, Can you stop doing that? Stop doing that. I was going, fuck off, Ooh, should I have cheese and chutney or what? And then she was just looking down at the ground. And I turned around and he was behind me with a shopping trolley and just doing this. It was awful. And like you, he was my hero. He was my hero at the time. Awful. But you hadn't done it because you hadn't seen him, so he, th- he thought you were doing it. So I was just being a tool, but he yeah. thought I was entirely, he knew I was there. And I was, yeah. As if you told him this subsequently. I have, and he has no recollection of it. Strangely, I would have thought it would be one of the happiest memories of his life. <laughs> 
So how is it working with him? Because I think I would still. I did, I did try and um, I, I wrote a play that I thought you'd be good in, and I did ask. I asked if he'd do it. Yeah. But he, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, he told me. He told me he didn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I found it amazing working with him, and it, he, uh, you know, I was overwhelmed that he even came in to to meet me. Yeah. But uh, he's ama- He's you know he's my hero, and he's he's amazing. He uh, greeted me. I was incredibly nervous, and he greeted me by putting his arms very gently around me and just whispered into my ear, Comrade. So I thought, you know, amazing. Incredible. Full boner. Well, it's, it's good to see but him. He was uh, amazing. He was brilliant fun to work with, and yeah. he's still so ambitious and loves it all so much. It's yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, oh good. Well, it's nice. He's a nice. He's a nice man. He's a great really? man. Yeah, you have and, a, and a uh, sizzlingly honest man. <laughs> I'll do it. Yes, it's not funny, but I'll do it. <laughs> I was telling I was telling Richard backstage as well. There was a scene that I'd written where. Um, I go into my toilet and my dad, him, has broken into my flat to have a shit in my toilet just to annoy me. And just before we filmed it, he went, can I have a word? And I went, yeah, he goes, can you tell me what's the motivation to me going into your toilet and having a massive shit? (laughs) It's just for a laugh, Rick. Well, there must be more to it. What does it say about the relationship between father and son? Just having a massive shit. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've involved you in this. So beneath you, you're right. You're right. Uh, he's in American Well for London as well, which is very. Right. That's a, a combination of my loves of comedy and Jenny Hackett. And I asked him about that. that. Yeah. Uh, in a sort of nerdy fan way, I said, yeah. Oh, what was it like being in uh, American Well? And he went, Well, you know. I was, I can't barely remember it. Someone said, do you want to be in the background in American Werewolf? And I went, yes, please. And I went, okay. <laughs> but it was because he wasn't, he wasn't famous when they filmed it, but he was famous no. by the time it came out. Yeah. And so everyone was going, I think uh, the, the, the director, oh, no, that, John Landis. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he um, was kind of blown away because everyone was cheering this guy. The extra, basically. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. He's, yeah. He's still be very funny. You know, that's what you get. If you say, what's my motivation for sitting in this pub? And pretending there's a, not a werewolf outside. That's what you get. He's a very good actor. Um, and what was, uh, you're in uh, something, I, I like to look through the internet, the IMDB database. Uh, you're in something called Girls Ur. Oh, yeah. What was that? I haven't seen that. Girls Ur. Oh, God, isn't it awful? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I do know. It was a short film. Yeah, it was by, a short film. By a filmmaker, yeah. And I'm in. Interestingly, he sent it me last week and said, do you remember this? And I haven't watched it yet, so right. I remember it being um, quite good fun, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a short film. I can't... But I'm 45 now, and my memory's absolutely shafted, so yeah. I, I can't even remember what part I was. But. No, well, I was like, I, I heard something. Someone sent me a link of someone on the internet, which was Marek Larwood and someone else talking, and the guy said, this sounds like you. And yeah, it does sound like me. It really sounds like me. <laughs> It was you. <laughs> it's awful. I'd totally forgotten. Like a whole day, we'd recorded about oh, twenty episodes God. this week. <laughs> so I met this comic in recent times. This young comic, and I went, "Hello, my name's um, my name's Greg." And he went, "I know who you are." 
and I, I'll, I'll use this as a public apology to that comic. <laughs> I, I said, he goes, I know you are. And I said, oh God, have we met? He goes, well, last year, <laughs> one year ago, we did a whole weekend of gigs together and you and I went out on a one-to-one -one three times. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be dementia. <laughs> Or just extreme uh, arrogance and yeah. you know, hatred of other well, maybe people. Maybe he is incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that is the other thing. It's very difficult to remember. I find after like a gig, my brain has just completely gone to mush now. So yeah. if I, like, and there's people who come to lots of gigs and I usually know their names, but then like this just this weekend, a couple of people came and I went, oh, it's, and then I couldn't remember their name. And that's awful. And you meet your friends and you can't remember their name. But that's yeah, that's so it's a little, little glimpse into the twilight of our lives. So near, so I've got horribly a pussy, near. Got a pussy finger. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I I've, squeezed it. I've got a slightly swollen prostate. Have <laughs> you? It's all the milk that goes up there. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> Not a lot of room up there. It's the it's turned to cheese now. <laughs> Fuck off. There's someone. Has someone been up there? Obviously having a feel. Has someone been up there? <laughs> yeah, having a feel. No, but I will tell, tell you this. I'll tell you this. This is one of my favourite things. There was something wrong with my bum a few years ago. <laughs> I won't go into details, but it wasn't right, right? So I went to see, um, I was at home in Shropshire, and I went to see, uh, my mum arranged for, for me to go and see my old family doctor, who's been our family doctor, you know, since I've been, since I was about 12, I suppose, he's been my family doctor. And I went to see him, and I went, oh, thanks for seeing me, you know, there's an emergency patient, there's something wrong, <laughs> something wrong with my arse. And he goes, okay, well, what is it? I said, well, it's not right, and this, I've got this pain, and this is happening. Uh, and he went, okay, well, I mean, it'll probably be all right. <laughs> and I went, I went, well, okay, but it's just, I mean, it's very uncomfortable, and there is some, you know, there's some, some blood, so, it, you know, I think it's quite, he went, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it probably, I mean, yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be fine. <laughs> and I went, I'm really worried about it, right? And then he said this, I think this is fucking amazing. He went, you want me to put my finger up there, don't you? <laughs> I went, no, not if it's not medically necessary, no. I, I, I did. I, I just recently went and had the same thing checked, and the doc, you know, like a young woman doctor had to put a finger up my ass, and she said, oh, "I'm sorry about this." It's, I thought it's much worse for you than it is for me. <laughs> in, in every sense. You're having to put your finger up an old man's anus. I sh I don't apologise to me. It's like a little bit of human intimacy. I'm enjoying it up to as long as you tell me there's nothing up there that shouldn't be up there. More or less was. How was it? All right. Was all, more or less, all right. <laughs> he was right, mine cleared up. It's fine. Mine cleared up. I, I, had, uh, I had a hemorrhoid. Ah, oh, it's not so bad, is it? That's no problem, is it? Which is good because, you know, should we get into this? <laughs> you can go wherever I you like. Right, because there was blood, you know, there was blood. Yeah. So it's, yeah. This is two middle aged men having a discussion about their anuses. Mine turned out to be a, um, an anal fissure. <laughs> Didn't she marry uh, Ali G? <laughs> 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 oh, good fisher.
<laughs> I, can't hear the word, I can't hear the word fish even without thinking of this bloke who was a teacher at our school who, who every assembly, uh, he was a Christian and um, he would tell a story that he was related to his favourite Christian uh, folk band who were called the Fisher Folk and his name was Mr Preston and he was, um, he was a great teacher and he would go, you know, life's difficult he was from Birmingham by the way life's difficult isn't it, to, you know sometimes people are good, kind to you and you don't really know uh, you don't really know what to do about it and I often think that that's what the uh, fisher folk uh, mean when they sing Jesus you had to be there, go on <laughs> do you ever get confused with Greg Davies the painter and decorator who has nearly the same web address as you, um, greg-davis.co.uk. No, I don't. No. <laughs> it, was, it was a long shot. I have, uh, been do, I have been doing some painting in my flat recently, yeah. though. Well, I, well, I trying to help you out with that, this section. <laughs> I wondered if it was just you going, I'll, I'll have one website for the... Budgeting for the inevitable <laughs> collapse of my career, yeah. He looks very nice. Look him up. He looks like a nice guy. He says he'll have a friendly chat with you about your, your job for free, so you don't have to pay him. He seems like a nice guy. Greg-davis.co.uk if, if you want some as soon as I get home. <laughs> Good. Uh, and uh, you, I haven't seen uh, Cuckoo, I'm afraid. Okay. But I, because, um, you know, I'm out. That's <laughs> uh, fine. But I you're, watch you're married either. to uh, Helen Baxendale in it. Yeah. You had to spend all day in bed with Helen Baxendale. I did. Which is that very much the, the line that uh, the tabloid journalist took when he was interviewing <laughs> me on it. Yeah, you must have loved it when you do it, she was very nice. She was very was nice. Next... Yeah, yeah, but come on. <laughs> that was my next <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, lying there with Ellen Baxendale. Is it? I've, I have done some kissing of girls in that situation. And it's, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, awful. Very strange. Awful. It's way well, I do. You know, Helen was just sort of yeah. yeah I've done this. She'd snogged, she told me she'd snogged thousands of people in professional <laughs> capacity, but I'd never done it. I found it very yeah strange. Yeah. For the whole day. Yeah. Did you get an erection at any point during not this? Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. <laughs> but thanks for asking See, you're me. Saying, it's you're nice saying Helen Braxnell's so unattractive that your penis retracting up into your body. The thing I found the most um, upsetting about the whole Helen Baxendale thing was my friend's reaction. It's every time I, I said, you know, a friend who'd seen that programme or knew I'd be, I was playing her husband, every single one of my friends went, yeah, as if that happened, that wouldn't happen, would it? <laughs> They have a point. And uh, Andy Samberg's in it, who I didn't know anything about when it came out. And then we, me and my wife had just watched all of one season of uh, Saturday Night Live on Netflix and are quite obsessed with Saturday Night Live now, which I'd never really watched before. But he's yeah. kind of, and he's in Brooklyn 911 and, then he's, and he's not going to be in Cuckoo anymore as a result, basically. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know the reason. He's not. But I know he was very keen to be in the second cuckoo. Was he? Yeah, he really was. Genuinely, he's, pretty, he's yeah. really good. He's really, yeah, he's a really funny man, yeah. and, and he's he's nice as well. You wouldn't he? imagine it, would you? No, I don't imagine. I imagine he's a prick. No. That's why I imagine. No, he's a really great bloke, no. and it was great fun. That's a shame. I've nothing, you know. Sorry. <laughs> But it's kind of weird for an American star to come over and do a British sitcom. Yeah. And that's quite a coup. I think he just liked it. Right. Just read it and thought, I'm going to do this. Yeah. He certainly didn't need to, yeah. 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 And so who's coming in the second series? Are you allowed to talk about? Yeah, I am, yeah. It's been announced, doesn't it? Yeah. Taylor Laudner from the Twilight films. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you filmed any of this yet? Is it, is it in the can? No, no, no. But as you can see, we're very much a body double. <laughs> You've seen his body; it's hilarious. Yeah, I can't well, I wait to really have that next to mine. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I will watch it now. But he's not replacing Andy Samberg; he's playing a different character. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Samberg might is could come back. He might be dead. Feasibly, he might. He might not be dead. Yeah, yeah. Good. He should be called Ian Cuckoo, though. That is the only problem with that. And your your surname should be the Nest, and you should be the Nests, and it should be Cuckoo in the Nests. That's what, what it should be called. to that old sitcom? <laughs> no, I think that I just like making up better sitcom names. Cuckoo is not, that's not a pun, is it? If he was called Ian Cuckoo. <laughs> and you were called The Nest. I guess kiss. I'm tired now, but I, every time you say Ian, I, every time you say Ian, I just keep thinking of Guy Fawkes. <laughs> Ian Gunpowder. They're tired as well. That's my go-to <laughs> Let's stop this. <laughs> we can finish if you like. No, no, no. No, no, no I'm in a lovely time, Richard. I'm in a lovely old time. I forgot... Oh, it's all suddenly went weird, isn't it? It's not just me. Um, I've, I've, I don't know how long we've been going for. Is it true that you got the job in the Inbetweeners, which you're extremely funny in, and I have seen Thank all you. of it lots of times, um, because you were sitting next to Ian Morris, the writer, in a pub yes. when he got the phone call I was through. with both the writers when they got the phone call to say they got the pilot. Yeah. They, we were all half cut. They went, hey, we've got a pilot. You could be in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that audition. <laughs> That's why I keep myself to myself too much in this business. I should just go out drinking, get people See? drunk, and hope the call yeah. comes in. So that I mean that was an amazing sitcom to get into. Be obviously yeah, in between. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I loved it. Have you got anything to say about the in between us that you've never said to anyone else before? Absolutely nothing. No, no. That's why I you can ask me the question that people always ask if you like. Um, you, have you, you had sex with the, the boy? <laughs> we're, we're three of the four. Three of the four. <laughs> I couldn't catch Simon Bird. He's bright. He's fat. <laughs> I, um, no, the question I get asked is, when you were a real teacher, how close to Mr Gilbert were you like? I get asked that fucking ten times a year, a month, and it's like, how close do you think I was? He's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I auditioned uh, for the part of the uh, paedophile teacher that Wayne Shepherd plays. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> but I didn't get it, I'm very offended. <laughs> I'm gonna say, it reflects very badly on Wayne Shepherd that you didn't get it. I would have loved to have been in that. It was a very good sitcom. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we pretty much talked about all that. That's good. Um, I, uh, there was some funny. There was a funny article I saw about things you got up to as a kid. And you, you've got some. I mean, your real stories about your dad are insane. Yeah. Um, and, and brilliant in all your stand-up shows. I'm very um, lucrative. Yes. Literally <laughs> <laughs> half. My, my mum said to me recently, "I think you should probably stop talking about being your dad now, love." I think. I'm not. I'm just trying to work out what I can tell this. It's incredible. <laughs> You said I can have stuff removed. We if can I'm take it out afterwards, it. but right. then we'll have to Strap we'll in. have to use a memory. Um, <laughs> no, my mum said, you know, I think you should probably stop talking about me and your dad on stage because you you've used all the funny stuff now. All, all the best stories have gone now, and I think you know any more stories you tell, they won't be as good. So you should just stop it. And I went, okay, you don't think you're likely to do anything in the future. <laughs> she goes, no, I think it's probably time that you let Lady all to rest. And I went, okay. And then she, there was a beat, and she went, have you been reading about this Oscar Pistorius case? <laughs> have, you, have you, 
you know who Oscar Pistorius is. Of course you do. It's in, right in the media now. And I went, I have, yes. She goes, what do you think? <laughs> and I said, about what? She goes, do you, think he, do you think he killed her? Do you think he did it? And I said, well, I don't, I don't know, obviously, Mum, but if you're asking for an opinion at this stage, I would say, you know, maybe he did. He, it sounds like he may have lost his temper and perhaps he did kill her. She goes, yeah. That's what I've been thinking too. <laughs> Such a tragedy all around, isn't it? And I went, it is, there's no winners, it's awful. She went, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, ah, oh, dear, silly lad. <laughs> he had the world at his feet. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's the only thing he often saw his didn't have. The greatest of respect to all my disabled brethren. <laughs> but but do you, do, do they, are they annoyed about my parents? I, I do stuff about my dad, especially, who does say lots of stupid things, but not to the same extent as you do. But I do use my family in a few of the things I've written, and they kind of like, sort of like it, but sort of don't like it. A, they want some money for the material. Yeah, uh, and they sort of. Mine, don't, mine don't mind it at all. They, I, well, my dad doesn't get a choice because he ripped the piss out of me for my whole childhood, so this is payback. But my mum, I do have some respect for. And uh, <laughs> I respect my dad as well, I'm joking. But I am... Um, uh, no, I've only ever offended them once. I've offended my mum once, and I've said this a lot to her. On, have I got news for you? I went too far. Right. Yeah, I told her to fuck off. This is part of a story oh. I was doing. Exactly, see? Okay. It's own mum. I went, fuck you, is what I did. I, went, yeah. I told a story about her, and then I went, fuck you, mum, down the barrel. And they told me they'd bleep it. They didn't bleep it. So it was me <laughs> on that massive show going, fuck you, mum. They didn't, not only didn't they bleep it, they added you cunt on the end of it. <laughs> like an animated arm. I, <laughs> I um... Yeah, so it was unfortunate that, and, yeah. I, and I had to buy her a cardigan to say sorry. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> was that? She wasn't talking to until you had to work she out what it was she wanted. My mother's amazing, and she wasn't even offended. It was all her friends who were offended, and right. she was upset that they were offended on her behalf, so yeah. it was all very messy. But, you know, one jumper. Fine, back in the game. <laughs> they are for my parents. Well, I was talking about Oscar Pistorius. My dad was going, well, he didn't, he didn't do it though, did he? He didn't. It wasn't. It was an accident. I was going, well, <laughs> it, seems, it seems likely it might not have been an accident to me. That's not the kind of accident. If there's someone in the toilet, I would go, is that you, darling? <laughs> Before. <laughs> Or just go back and check, you know, the bed that's there. Do you know, I've not even thought that. <laughs> of course, of course. So, I think we're allowed to talk about it because we're not in the car. I think that's probably, I'd say that's probably the rules. That's probably, that's probably the legal rules. Do you know, any woman who's... <laughs> if it had been me, she, that, she would have been safe because... This happened really recently to me. I hung, a, I hung a picture up in my bedroom. It was about three weeks ago. I hung a picture up in my bedroom badly. And then in the middle of the night, it fell off, right? It fell off and, and shattered at like at three o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm 45 years of age, right? And I moved to London when I was 18. But that, it shattered and I woke up and this is what I did. Mum! <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
maybe it had a gun. It would... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might get me in a trial, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> Just before the gunshots, the neighbour clearly heard. Mmm, <laughs> My dad, my dad is convinced of uh, innocence, so, you know, and innocent oh, until good. proven guilty. Good, maybe I mean, he's he was just shocked, he was shocked by the idea yeah. that it might not be, it might, fucking <laughs> off, he'll get off. So, uh, <laughs> guilty until proven a celebrity. <laughs> right, kids, it's a cruel world. <laughs> So, but you also did lots of stupid, dumbass shit as a kid. Like you tried to do a, a dog sled with a with one dog. <laughs> Is this true? Do you remember this? Christ, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't try to. I succeeded. <laughs> yeah. We built a sled for six people in our dog. <laughs> we were horrible to our dog. <laughs> about the 80s growing up it was okay to be cruel to dogs but no. it's not now is it it's not it's all sniffed upon things have changed he loved it he loved it and you I dressed him up in my dad's underpants once <laughs> me and my sister put a massive pair of white underpants on and we were all pissing ourselves the whole family I was like dad look at this he was going oh. and the dog <laughs> the dog really calmly walked outside and looked back at the house I swear he did this, he went. <laughs> and he just filled them full of piss. It was amazing. And then he looked at us and go, yeah, hilarious, isn't it? Enjoy taking these pissy pants off me, won't you? You'll have to catch me first. <laughs> and uh, you put, you blew up cow pats? Yeah, me and my sister spent a whole summer did you used to go to France and buy those massive bangers? You could buy bangers that were like sticks of dynamite. <laughs> we used to bring like a whole suitcase of them back. And there was a field at the back of our garden and we would push um, dynamite into cow pats and then wait till the cows would hit by and then light them. <laughs> it was great. What the cows must have thought. What the fuck is this? <laughs> they, would never, they were never hurt and nor was my dog. <laughs> Sounds suspiciously like your dog was hurt. What have you? Uh, that's a weird thing. That's a that's a countryside growing up, isn't it? Blowing up cow shit. <laughs> I remember my friend. There used to be lots of air rifles and stuff. With my parents, when my mum is so overprotective, but even now, won't let me do it. She wouldn't let me have an air rifle now. Oh, if only no. Oscar Pistorius's mum had been so so <laughs> vigilant. But uh, my friend Phil Fry. <laughs> My friend Phil Fry, well he definitely shot her, that is definitely, that is not even a lie, but he definitely shot her. It just, it was mistaken identity through a toilet wall. Uh, but uh, Phil Fry used to shoot, we used to shoot blackbirds, and uh, I remember he once shot a blackbird right in its, well, cloaca, I'm guessing, though he said arse. <laughs> and he, he shot it right through its arse. Oh. That's not nice, is it? Did it die? Yeah. Well, eventually. I never did all of, any of that as a kid. No. You know, boys are supposed to shoot birds and pull spiders' legs off. I never did any of that. I was no. really, really lovely. I would have done if I'd been allowed. But <laughs> my mum my stopped me. I, 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 had an air, I had an air rifle when I, I was allowed one at 17. <laughs> when, when I shouldn't have been interested. Yeah. <laughs> did you shoot, what did you shoot, tin Bees. Cans? The only live thing I ever shot was bees. Bees? <laughs> yeah. Pretty impressive. Fred and I found no, it wasn't. We no. found it really hilarious. They were sitting on a flower to put the barrel <laughs> right against them. <laughs> 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 
So all that stuff I said about not pulling spiders legs off. I shot a few bees. We've all done that. Have a few drinks. What is the (laughs) bee cull? What is the um, uh, well? What's the worst judged venue? Do you think you've ever played on tours? Is there any venue you've been to that it was was a bad place to go? for you. I've heard that you went to uh, Blackpool in the closed season on the on the pier when it's like really dangerously windy and stuff. That on no tour I did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they opened, I, I don't know whose idea it was. I, my manager's here, I'll have to ask him, but it was closed <laughs> season in Blackpool. It was yeah. on this tour that I've just done. Was it? And it was uh, end of the end of the pier theatre yeah. that had been closed for months. And now uh, they opened it up for one night. Right. And, uh, and, and of course, the end of the pier takes about six months to warm up when they turn the Victorian <laughs> heating on. Yeah. But so it was fucking awful. It was freezing. And they were all, everyone was in coats and scarves. But it was actually brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was a great you old get, you get the wind and rain and sea encroaching. No, no, it was good. You know, it was cold. That's no, all right. It had the original sooty in the foyer. <laughs> Did it? In a glass case. Yeah, just yeah. fucked sooty. <laughs> That'll be you one day. <laughs> a fucked sooty. <laughs> uh, do you have, what's the word, do you, do you probably stay at nice hotels now because you're successful and rich? I'm still quite thrifty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you mid-rangers. It's what? Mid-rangers we yeah. go for. Right, so yeah, mid-range, yeah. yeah. So is there, what's your worst experience of, of digs on tour, do you think? Well, they've all been quite, uh, you know, reasonable. The worst, uh, the worst hotel I ever stayed in was in, uh, for a a Monaco, a gig in Monaco when I was first a stand-up. And um, we flew over, me and three other terrible comedians flew to Monaco to play this nightclub gig. I I can't remember who was promoting it even. And on the way over, our EasyJet flight was um, struck by lightning. Mm. And then the weather was so bad in Monaco, we had to go to somewhere four hours away. And then someone came and got us and drove us four hours. Uh, so we were just in time for the start of the gig. And our hotel uh, had flock wallpaper on it. And if you ran your fingers down it like this, it would come away. Like, like because it was just so rotten. Yeah. And there were cockroaches in the bathroom. And then we went to the gig and everyone died on their ass. And I was standing, we went to a different bar afterwards, and I was standing at a bar, avoiding going back to the Cockroach Hotel. And a woman came over and went, hey, are you one of the comedians from over the road? And I went, oh, yeah, 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 I am. She goes, I hear you were dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) It already, the news had spread. Good. I wasn't there. Good times. Amazing. (laughs) And uh, if you, uh, if your penis could travel in time. Yeah. And you could have consensual sex with any historical or future person. Any or future <laughs> person? That's what Robert Llewellyn, Robert Llewellyn, you've got to listen to Robert Llewellyn's one. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, but uh, was going to he went to the, the future that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yes. Wow. He was a relative of the daughter of one of his friends. Why? <laughs> Well, it's all right, there, you know. Is it? I don't know. When they, they'll be grown up in the future. I mean, God. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to the future and have sex with my grandchild or something, or you can um, go to the past. <laughs> like when they're grown up, it's because they're a child. They'd be my grandchild, but they could be a grown up or a child, whatever you like. 
it's just a way of me we've helping Operation Huge by weeding out <laughs> entertainers who will come up with something perverse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I'd go back in time guy and Fawkes, with. Guy, the guy, guy Fawkes. Fawkes. <laughs> Ian Fawkes. I think it would be it would be, uh, it would be a bit uh, indiscreet to you know get show get your penis through time to Guy Fawkes because if you like if he's had his cut off and you're showing off look at this yeah I mean look at this this the whole tickle under the thing that's not going to help him then is it I don't know Richard I'll give it some thought and maybe yeah. write to you let you know which historical character I want to fuck this is an interesting question is this the, uh, the dick one yeah. yeah have you ever tried to suck your own cock I'm glad you asked me that Richard yeah. because it, it will feel like a weight off my chest because I, I have. Yeah. I've admitted it on stage before, actually. I did. I did it when I was um, about 13 or 14 and I successfully got the tip in. Yeah. And then I uh, pulled a, I pulled this muscle in my left <laughs> shoulder doing it and every single winter, it, the, when winter comes on, I pull the same muscle. So once I'm 45, once yeah. a year I have to go, ah, oh, God, why did you try to suck it? <laughs> Every winter for the rest of my life. I'm not making it up. I got the tip in, though. Yeah, I got the tip Well, you know, we already know why. Thank you very much. We already know why. I also got the tip in. Did you? No, How did you do tip, it? My tip. Uh, I, I think I just rolled over. Again, when I, I was did. I, I laid down over. and put my legs yeah. over. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of getting in and going, oh, God. <laughs> Awful, awful, <laughs> awful ambition, awful reality. <laughs> and then you are punished for the rest of your life. Genuinely, uh, once a uh, year. Yeah. I've never. I was. Um, I, um, maybe my punishment's coming along in one go. Maybe that's. Maybe that's my punishment. Maybe. My, my gammy finger. Uh, well, listen. I think we've had. Oh dear. It's been. I don't mean this. You know, I think I've covered most. I've asked you about the the time travelling penis and yeah. sucking your own penis. Yeah, so I think that's. Dick. I think we've covered everything. That's probably. We? That's probably. <laughs> yes, I think that will uh, probably do for now. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Davies. There he is. They keep coming. Back. Richard Herring's Let's Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Greg Davies. The music was by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide, everyone there, all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre for having us. Uh, and to Chris Evans. Yeah, you know which one it is by now. That, the, yeah, it is that one. Oh, well, hold on, were you thinking of a different one? It's not that one, it's the one that I'm thinking of. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz, go faster, stripe, and sky potato production for the internet. It is free. Please, Pat, give us some money. Thanks for listening. Uh, do contribute if you possibly can. I'm very happy. If you can't afford to pay, please feel free to keep on enjoying all this stuff for nothing. That's why I put it up for free. Uh, if you can contribute in any way by buying a ticket to a show or a DVD from Go Faster Stripe or a series pass of either this or Rich Turing's Meaning of Life, my fabulous new monthly stand-up and sketch show all about the big questions in life, go and check that out at vimeo.com slash channels slash rhmol if you want to see the free version. Uh, if you can pay for it as well, that would be lovely. 
you can what we really want to do is get everyone donating a pound a month and then we can do some fantastic stuff all that money will go back into creating new comedy so go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash rhlstp5 and you can contribute to that if you wish buy a pound buy a badge for a pound or buy a badge for a pound a month or more if you've got more money if you're an eccentric millionaire why not give us a million pounds and we won't spend it on drugs and hookers we promise not all of it all right thank you for listening bye